Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Chip Scoggins filling in this week for Jim as he is out of town. The trade deadline comes and goes. Uh, Chip, I was kind of bored. Uh, honestly, <laughs> outside of Verlander getting traded yesterday, Scherzer of the day before, not a big trade deadline. Is this what we can expect with the new balanced schedule and additional playoff teams being involved? Not as many sellers. Yeah, that's what I think it is, the second part of that, uh, with the expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think most people figured that was going to be, you know, a, a part of that, that more teams think they're still in the race, right? Yeah. Unless you're in the Central Division, where even Cleveland, which was, what, half a game out or game out, uh, became a seller. And so that helped the uh, Twins. But, yeah, I was I was surprised. I that uh, Derek Falvey did nothing. Yeah, uh, I wrote a column saying that, you know, I wouldn't have given up top prospects to try to improve this team because this doesn't, this just doesn't feel like the season or the team to to do that with because they haven't shown that they can be consistent and they're not going to look like they're going to be a you know a serious player in the playoffs and so but I thought he would maybe part with some of their veterans um, pieces on the roster now with maybe Joey Gallo or, or Kepler or Polanco or Gray or Maeda to to try to improve this team um, either a right handed. Uh, at bat, batter in the you know outfielder or you know somebody in the bullpen to, to bolster that, but he did nothing. Um, I, you know that's going to be criticism that's going to come back on him if this team continues to flounder. And um, I, I'm just surprised that they decided not to do anything. It and uh, again, he talked about a, a fluid market. Things kind of changed. He mentioned uh, teams that were sellers, and then they were on hold, and then they became buyers. I, th- I thought he was referencing San Diego in particular there. Yes, but yes. but you know what he was offering? Maybe teams just weren't that interested in. I thought there'd be a trade just to free up some left-handed hitting corner outfield spots. Well, and that's it. I mean. One, we don't know would anybody want Joey Gallo at this point, right? Okay, but but when he says they didn't feel like they wanted, there's anything out there that they would want to move one of their current players right now. Mm. What does Joey Gallo bring? I mean, he strikes out. I don't. I don't understand the uh, fascination this front office has with him that he can occasionally hit a home run. I mean, last night Rocco pinch hits for him uh, against a right-handed pitcher. In late in the innings because he can't make contact. So I, I, I don't buy that philosophy. Um, I would, yeah, they have too many left-handed hitters in that lineup, corner outfielders. Um, and Falvey, is, has, he's, he's stuck by this whole philosophy of he thinks the roster is better than what it is, and they, you know, the, the guys they have in the roster need to start producing, and he has confidence in them. But my thing is we're deep enough into the season. You're two-thirds through the season. This is who your team is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that they're just going to magically flip a switch and all of a sudden become this great team that's going to make a postseason run. So we were, you know, I didn't expect him to make a splash, but I thought him to do something. He would do something, and uh, the fact that they sat this out, it might have been an indication of everybody else in the Central became sellers, and so they feel like you know if they can just stand pat and, and still win the division. It's going to hurt them next year if Gray and Maeda both leave via free agency and they get nothing for them. Are either of those guys qualifying offer eligible? Uh, Gray is. Okay. Um, so they will uh, they will offer him, uh, and then if he doesn't take it, they'll get a draft pick. But I would, right now, if you ask me if either one of them would be back, I'd say no. Mm-hmm. Um, Gray has expressed his frustration multiple times 
um, with the pitching philosophy and not allow starters to go deep in the games. Now, that, that's changed this year. They've mm-hmm. shown more confidence and, and leeway in letting guys do that. Um, but I just I, I don't think either one will be back. And, you know, So now you have to say, okay, who's in the pipeline? Louis Barlin, i got to imagine he'll get another look. But that's been the big knock on the Falvey regime, which they came in with this reputation of being able to develop pitchers, find pitchers. And so far, that hasn't happened through their own development. Now, they've gone out and built a, a, a credible rotation by trade and getting from other teams, but that's expensive. It is. When you have to, get it, when you have to give up Louis Rise to get a starting pitcher, that's not ideal. You rather <laughs> you would rather have to guys that you draft and develop, and that's just that hasn't happened so far with this front office. Man, giving up prospects like Steer and Encarnacion that went to the Reds and have them in first place in the National League Central Division. And I do wonder if what happened last year at the trade deadline influenced this year. Mm. I mean, you made two trades, gave up a lot of prospects. Those prospects are now helping other teams, and neither one of those players that you brought back are, are with the team. Mally, their arm injury, I don't think he'll pitch for him again. And then Lopez, you, you traded uh, last week. And so I, I do wonder if they had some cautionary tale going on about what happened last year and if that affected. And, I, you know, I, I said I wouldn't have done it. I would not mm-hmm. have given up prospects to try to help this team because I just don't. When you do that to me, you're signaling to your team, hey, we have confidence in you that you're going to be able to do something in the, conf- uh, in the playoffs. I don't know how anybody can look at the way this first two-thirds of the season has gone and have that kind of confidence in this team. Right. And at the same time, as a fan, uh, you know, and I do try to be objective when I'm talking and doing commentary on the Twins, of course, but as a fan, I'm glad they didn't trade Gray or Maeda. But I look at that and say, you know, that's setting them up for they got to find more free agent pitchers uh, coming up the offseason. There isn't really anybody coming through the pipeline uh, that's going to step in and, and help them, so it's it's an offseason of free agency to find pitching again, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. 100% mm-hmm. it is, and that's that's unfortunately the, the situation they found them in because they haven't been able to develop it, and that might be one of those things we'll deal with that when we get to it. And I understand when you're a first-place team, it sends a bad message to your clubhouse and also to your fan base that mm-hmm. you're trading you know, key guys in your rotation, particularly Sonny Gray, um, when you have a chance to win the division, get in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But I think you also have to be realistic about where you're at. Um, they seem to be operating on the assumption of, hey, once you get in the postseason, anything can happen. You get your pitchers, and it's you know starting rotation. Um, it, it's been been you know it's regressed since the All Star break, but they were a top five staff um, yeah. before the before the you know the break, and so maybe they're operating under the belief that if they can just get in the postseason, you never know what what can happen. But I just you know, they've lost 18 straight playoff games. Yeah. And until I see something further proof, it's hard not to be pessimistic about this team right now. It's a more balanced schedule now. It's it's more teams in the playoffs. You could certainly have the American League Central finish with every team below 500. Aaron Savali got traded by Cleveland. If the Twins had dealt Greer Maeda, that does give the impression that they don't really want to win the division either. Major League Baseball could have a problem on their hands here with the American League Central. Everybody under 500, nobody really wanting to win. I don't know what the answer is, but that's not a good look. Well, no, it's not. And and basically everybody in the Central gave up except the Twins. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it is, I mean, it, it's a bad look. If you're in Cleveland today, uh, yes, you know, they've had a disappointing season, but at the trade deadline, what were they, one game out? They yeah. Hit yesterday, right? I mean, and then you trade your, your best pitcher. 
how do you sell that yeah. other than, I mean, you can just say, hey, the first two-thirds of the season, that's who we are. We're not very good. And so, but it's a, yeah, they're going to, you know, if they win the, uh, the division, it's going to be with a probably a 500-ish record, a little bit over that, and you're going to get three home games uh, against a wild-card team in the, in the playoffs. And so I guess that's, you know, that is a good thing. But you have to win, right? You have to do more than just get in the playoffs and lose and, and feel good about the season because you want a really, really bad division. I mean, that, that doesn't move the needle. Yeah. I think you're being a little presumptuous saying there'd be three playoff games. That would assume that the yeah, Twins won yeah. one of the first two. Yeah, that's right. You guarantee two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, some guys leaving the field today at Vikings practice. I don't know if you were out there or not. One of them was uh, Alexander Madison kind of limped off. He thought he'd be okay, but... You just don't want news during training camp, right? Because any news is usually yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, that happened yesterday. I wasn't out here. Okay. Um, but it sounds like it wasn't anything too alarming. Uh, they had a a wide receiver. Um, Jackson sounds like he had a pretty significant knee injury. Mm. Um, and then Andrew Booth, the cornerback, who dealt with injuries all last year, um, he got banged up too. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest fear of training camp. I mean, it happens, you know. Guys get hurt. You hope they're they're nothing too significant, um, and they really. I mean, watching uh, NFL training camp now is a lot different than when I was on the beat, you know, back in uh, two thousand eight and nine, ten, where you had two a days and there's a lot more hitting. It, there's it's a lot less contact now, a lot more um, kind of walk through half speed stuff, and so. But you're still going to have injuries, and you just hope that uh, there's not too many of them, and hope they're not too serious. Is Greg Joseph the kicker for the Vikings? I, I see where they're bringing in some competition for him. Yeah, they said they, uh, Matt Daniels, the special teams coordinator, uh, his first press conference here. You know, he, he said it's a kicking competition. Yet last year they had a punting competition. He said it's a you know a legitimate kicking type competition. Let's see if it really is. Hmm. Um, you know, he had his issues there with with extra points last year, but. Yep. Um, I, I think I'd still be a little surprised if he's not the kicker, but they do have a, another kicker in here, and they, they're calling it a competition. Chip, thanks so much. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay, thanks, Todd. Chip Scoggins joining us here on Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.